Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. podcast. Today's episode features Crafton Lewis with a message on 1 Timothy chapter 4. In verse 1, the Spirit speaketh and it says in the Old King James expressly. I just like to bring in two other words there openly or explicitly. And explicitly, I should say. So now the spirit speaks openly, explicitly. In other words, with clarity. The latter times, speaking about the last years, ending this age and before the millennium. So the latter times, I believe we are somewhere in there. The things that are happening in our world today, Jesus said, when you see those things, look up, your redemption draws nigh. Now, I cannot tell you how long that the latter days are going to be. I I can't tell that to you. But certainly... I am sure if we look back on our lives, and um, uh, there have been many years under the bridge for me, uh, but I've seen a lot of change from my childhood to now. And if anyone was to say to me, well, you know, the Lord said he is coming and we can't see him as yet. Well, that may be so, but the fact remains that however, uh, whatever age you're at, whatever age I'm at, that is that period of time closer to his coming. Now, so in the latter times, some will what? Depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. I am sure we are seeing those things. There are uh, speaking about departing from the faith. I'm not I'm not here referring to global missions. I'm speaking about the faith that we ought to have in Jesus Christ, the faith that we have in our service to him. Many have started and have gone back. The word of God says, we were just reading it here. In the latter days, these things would happen. So it shouldn't be strange to us seeing these things happening. And sometimes you you kind of wonder. People whom you thought would have been so strong and encourage you, you find that they fall by the wayside. But I'm saying to us today, let us with all there is within us, 
not hold on to the hand of the Lord. Instead, let him hold on to us so that he can take us through whatever the trials, whatever the testings, regardless as to how high the waves are, the storm is, let us let him hold on to us that we would not slip and fall by the wayside. Because in the latter days, these things are happening and will continue to happen. In fact, I believe that what we are going through now, that is just a dry run to what is yet to come. We haven't seen anything yet. So giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, very prevalent these things are in these times. Deceiving spirits. Okay, I'll just use this. There are those in the, say, in Christendom, who doesn't see anything wrong with lesbianism, homosexuality, and all of these things. This could not be the Spirit of God doing this. If that was the case, then God would have to repent over Sodom and Gomorrah. So let us, let us realize, let us realize the deception today. It is bad, but it's going to get worse. Demon influence, it's going to get worse. May we know on whom we're standing what we're standing for and regardless as to what happens may we stand having done all may we stand continuing verse 2 speaking lies and hypocrisy having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. In Matthew 7 and verse 15, it says, just one moment, please. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, they are ravenous wolves. Deception is so subtle now, and as I said, it's going to get worse, that if we do not really know what we believe, if we're not grounded in the word of God, there are many things that would cause our eyes to stray aside and sometimes follow 
what looks like, but it is not the reality. Speaking lies, hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Uh, that word I looked up, of course, uh, speaking about uh, seared with a hot iron. To burn or char the surface of. To become dry or withered as vegetation. Or to mark with a branding iron. You know, anytime something like that happens, whatever that that brand branding takes place. If it is a piece of material, it cannot absorb anything. It's just about dried out that it's really just about good for nothing. Just think about mankind. In that situation, because of his Refusal to accept the word of truth, God's word. He has come to that place where, regardless as to what, nothing is getting through to him or her. Their conscience has been seared with a hot iron. So there is no life really in there. It's just living, yes, but there is no conviction of anything. God help us that we don't come anywhere close to that so that we can, regardless as to the difficulties or how hard it may be, but we can accept the truth and walk in the truth. Forbidding to marry. And this is where it starts. The conscience is seared. So nothing works at all. Everything is okay. But here is what. Here are some of the things. Forbidding to marry. And commanding to abstain from foods. Which. Go, which God, sorry, created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Now, there are many things that can be said here, but we're going to have to just move on because of time. But let me say this. A lot of doctrines are being brought in that has no substance as relating to the word of God. These are things we have to be mindful of. 
Let's go on. In verse 6. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Now here is Paul writing to Timothy, considered his son. And he is relating to him the, 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 the type, the manner of life he is relating to him concerning the happenings that would take place. He is relating to him the steadfastness that he, Timothy, should be holding on to. And as a young man, being guided by one who has been there, who knew it before, who experience experiences that he is now able to pass on to enable not just Timothy, but you and me also to be able to stand when we need to stand. And as a good minister, this is what Paul himself was concerned about that Timothy would basically follow in his steps. Hallelujah. Uh, if you instruct, verse 6, if you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. What a testimony unto Timothy. Hallelujah. What a testimony. Paul was able to see his life, see how he developed as a young man, what his priorities were. Hallelujah. And be able to encourage him to go on, to go on. And regardless as to what, don't be overthrown by anything. You have seen my life. So let your life now reflect the one you claim to be a servant of. Verse 7. But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. You know, sometimes we do a lot of chattering. Chattering that really doesn't have any benefits. Paul was saying here, Timothy, don't get involved in those things. They don't have any place in the kingdom of God. We're preparing for the kingdom. So let us, let us have the right preparation. Hallelujah. Uh, but reject profane and all wise fables and exercise yourselves toward godliness. Exercise yourself toward godliness for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So we can't tell somebody that, you know, 
you're wasting time to do physical exercising. The word of God says it profits little, but you know something? I, I say, you know, the little that it profits, it does a whole lot. But think about exercising the things that God has given to us. Exercising ourselves in those things. Think about the gains, the spiritual benefits, blessings, and knowing for sure that as long as we remain there, we have nothing to lose that needs to be held on to. Because if we allow him to guide us, if we exercise ourselves in the, that of prayer, in fasting, in the word of God, in assisting wherever we can, whenever we can, these are things that would help in our building up to be fit for the master's use. Hallelujah. This is a faithful saying. Verse 9. And worthy of all acceptance. For to this end, we both labor and suffer reproach. Because we trust in the living God. So let me say this. Trusting in God does not mean that it is a cool walk around the park. There are things that we are going to encounter. There are trials we have to face. And I say have to because in no way would the kingdom of God have spineless people or Christians. No, we have to be overcomers. And an overcomer is not a spineless person. An overcomer is one who would have fought the good fight. One who would have overcome the trials and the testings. And when the time is that we say no, we say no, and we don't allow anyone to move us from the no that we have said. Hallelujah. And as he said, having done all to stand, not run away, not run away. You know, when you think in terms of the apostles of old, most of them, I think with the exception of one, they paid the price with their life. Hallelujah. And some of us, we're trying to escape, you know, any kind of a difficulty or suffering or the case might be. We're trying to get away from it. I'm not saying that we put ourselves in the way. That's not what I'm saying. But to enter the kingdom of God requires tribulation. Through much tribulation, we'll enter the kingdom. 
These are all things that Paul, to me anyway, was passing along to Timothy. It was not an easy road, Timothy. It is not an easy road. Let's move on. Um, For to this end, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the savior of all men, especially of those who believe. These things command and teach. Can you tell me that this was an easy task that Paul was setting up Timothy to? No, it was not easy. But he had to endure. Let's go on down to verse 12. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Whoa. It was not a one-shot something, but it requires all of these, just as Timothy had to flow in those so too we have to flow in them. That would make us, those would make us a good minister or servant of the Lord. So not because this is addressed to Timothy means that this is to Timothy alone. This is for us today as much as it was for Timothy then. Let's move on. Um, verse 12 let no one despise your youth but be an example I read that be an example be an example there are many times we are examples of what is contrary let us be the example that Jesus wants us to be Till I come, verse 13, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. This was really a real father, as well as a real teacher, guiding Timothy in the way that he should go. And at the same time, building his own life in such a way that it would be exemplary to others. He was then, as following the directives, the instructions, he then certainly would have ended up that others would have to look at him as a young man and say, well, yes, you, you really stand out as compared to many others. And you know, this is, this is the way it ought to be for us as Christians following Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was a standout in the sense of his relationship with his father, And with others, everybody else. That's why he could have told the disciples, follow me. 
May we be able to stand out, not as a show, but as being real. May we be able to stand out as such that when someone looks on us, they don't have to wonder who we are or who we represent. Hallelujah. Uh, Verse 14. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the the old King James says presbytery, the new King James says eldership. The point is, God has spoken, God has given the directives, regardless as to whom he may have used. He used Paul and others with him to give Timothy direction. The brethren, excuse me, from time to time, through prophecy, hallelujah, have given us directives also. May we be faithful in what God has said to us so that we would then be able to help others too because it is not for us. It is to be able to function in the ministry that we have been called on to. And every one of us have been given gifts, at least one. And the ministry that we can function, the tools are there for us, have been given to us. May we not just allow that to be something that, you know, we heard, but nothing has been done in that of the use of those gifts that God has given to us. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that you progress, your progress, sorry, may be evident to all. Again, I am sure Paul was not saying to Timothy, make a show of it. No, but use what God has given and let the Lord be the one to exalt you. Just do what is supposed to be done, Timothy. God will do the rest. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. We have to be careful these days, you know. So many doctrines are flying all over the place. May we know the doctrine. Hallelujah. The teaching as from Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit from God. May we know the doctrine, the teaching, and may we live it. Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Don't discontinue, but continue. Hallelujah. In other words, let's continue to build. Let's continue to build. Not to tear down. But to build. Let us not follow just any old thing that comes. Any old saying that comes. It tickles the air. 
God help us. We're living in the times when we have to know who we are and stand on what Jesus began to do and to teach. We are today to carry out what he began to do and to teach. Hallelujah. We are the ones to function. He has no hands out here, but ours, no feet, no airs. He's dependent on us. Timothy proved himself as a young man. All he did, hallelujah, his part, and glory to God, may we do our part. God bless you. If you would like more information about the moving of God's spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.